thanks everyone for coming out or hanging out for the podcast. Uh, this week, of course, my guest is Miss Cannon Wing. Yes, as as it's apparent, I turned fifty. Yeah. In a matter of hours. I love it. How <laughs> I many? Think, I think I was born a little after one in the morning, so about four hours, ten minutes. I'll be fifty. We're seeing something the like that. end of a decade tonight. Yes. End of an era. The end of a, the end of half a century <laughs> has passed since I was born. Uh, so thank you so much for coming out and doing this. I love it. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. Uh, for for those of you who don't know, Cannon, Cannon plays out of the Iowa West. Uh, on the Team Cherry yeah. and the Cherry Crush Show, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you also have the business Name and Grow Rich. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, which can help me when we're trying to come up with the, the rebranding for the theater. Uh, really amazing stuff you do over there. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about Cherry Crush, just because okay. that really so pissed me off. <laughs> It was such a great idea. I was doing, I was doing, I, mean, I was, I was doing sh shows over there, and it was hard to get houses at the I.O. West. Yeah. Uh, and this girl comes along, and she puts together this show, and what it is is she gets two teams to compete mm -hmm. in like a cage match format. Uh, so they bring houses to try and win, and then her team does a set afterward. <laughs> they just set up the ball. We just tag it right. The whole house. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I, was, I was so angry that I had not thought of that. Because uh, you guys always had a packed house. We always still do. We just had a packed house. It's been seven years now. Oh. Uh, but um, so you want idea. me to tell you how I thought of it? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. So I was a student. And actually, the way it really started was the, like the second day of level one, Mike Bertrando was having some uh, charity race that he was running, a marathon, and he asked for donations. And I always give a standard $40 donation. And I didn't know you got like a, a ticket to maybe play with his team per dollar. So everybody was giving like a dollar or two dollars. Right. I had no idea. That he just said, I'm running this race. So I was like, here's the check. You know, so it's just the way I, I do it. Right. So I'm watching the show and he calls me up because I've won and the next thing I know I'm playing with I think it was Sweetness his team right our powerhouse I don't they're like well you know we don't do the standard like Harold we switched the 1A B I was like I don't I don't know what you're talking about I've been in class for one right. week and the thing was they were so good and they were having so much fun and I was terrified but I thought every student, if they got to be on stage with their like teachers right from the beginning, they would see how fun it could really be once you're over the fear of it. Yeah. Right? So I wanted to incorporate something like that. And then the other half of it was, I just thought it was bullshit that you had to audition and they would put you on a team of people that you didn't pick and then the coach would get to say if the team survives or it gets cut or they could cut you. Right. Or, I was like, no, no, no. I'm gonna make. And you're a level own. one. You're a level one well, student at this point. At that, at that point, I was level two. Oh, level yeah. two. <laughs> yes. so I was like, okay, this time is time to system. fix the world. Yeah. I've, been, I've, I've been doing this for two months. <laughs> yeah, like this is the system. I'm gonna crack it and crack the code right? and go around it. So I noticed that cage matches were doing very well, and I formed Cherry, and Cherry entered a cage match, and we like set some record. 
So I basically just pitched it to James and said, how about we just throw up our own show on the main stage and if I can pack the house for like a month, then, then you let us run. And um, that's, it's been seven years. So I put together the Cherry Crush and I also picked, um, I had the Cherry Pick where the pe- teachers play with students. And uh, yeah, because uh, the, the Cherry Show, you invite a teacher to play. Yeah. Yeah, we and 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 we pick someone. We used to pick someone from the audience to get up to play a student. You had to have right. a student ID, and so that they would get the same experience I did because I. So you also you get a teacher and a student. Yeah. Someone. It's a lot of participation. That's what it brings in. Yeah, the that's just all you know. Great thinking and marketing, <laughs> yes. and I, I hate you. For it. Uh, Feel free to hate me. It's, no, it's no, another no, side no, of love. It's no, the other it's, side it's, of love. It's like, again, like, like I've told you before, you know, when, if, if, if something an improviser does makes me angry, mm. that, that's high, that's, in, in a way, that's high praise. It's like, it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, it's like if, if I, if I'm I see. I'm honored a, to be hated by you. Oh, yeah. But, well, I remember like certain improv shows when you see someone just on fire. Yeah. Part of you is enjoying it, and part of you is kind of like, oh, fuck this guy. I did not do that. Yeah. This guy, this guy is just on fire. Yeah. Uh, what the hell's up? Uh, he's making me hate myself. I'll hate him instead. Well, just like, oh, he's pretty funny. This guy's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Oh, what the? What the <laughs> stop it. Yeah, yeah. Stop. Because uh, they're just great. Uh, so that, that's great. So that show's still going great. Yeah, and I think it's like about making it your own. You know, the whole process of improv you know it is improvised (laughs) so I just sort of made it up my own way and it worked out much better than all my peers who auditioned and got on a Herald team that got caught and then was devastated (coughs) and hated their teammates who used to be their friends and la 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 la, right that was bad stuff it's a strange it's a strange mix in, in, in the community where like some people I mean they want a leveled program they want to go through levels, they mm-hmm. want to, to yeah. do that. Uh, and they want that before they want access to something like that. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, you're somewhat of a, a trailblazer probably by nature, I would say, is a fair thing to say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're pretty much... I like to disrupt the system. It's very exciting for me. Well, you're, you're in level two, <laughs> and, you're, you know, and you're packing a house on the iOS main stage for a month to <laughs> no guarantee idea yourself what a spot. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I didn't speak in the first two shows I did. Yeah, I was uh, terrified for sure. Yeah, but that's—I mean—I think that that's very interesting because I've, I've always said, you know, the best way. I, I was thinking about this actually just earlier today about that. The, the question they always ask sometimes is like, well, "What do you tell someone just starting?" Yeah. And what I was thinking was like, you know what, you know, find the a person who you who you like and have fun with. Uh, and start, you know, doing bits. Yeah. And just, just do them all the time. Uh, that, that's, that's where it starts. Uh, I agree. I mean, I think having fun is the best tool you can have, the best disruptor of any system. Like, whatever challenge you have in front of you, if it feels like a challenge and you just have fun, you cut through the entire process and you leap ahead of the whole game rather than struggling step by step and facing your fears and facing yourself and trying to figure it all out. If you just have fun, bing, you're there. It's like a leapfrog tool. <coughs> so I think it's great advice. I, I find that very, very interesting. Uh, <laughs> Do you no, hate I, me? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, 
I don't hate you for it. I, I just know that you, your your field of expertise uh, can so lend itself uh, to improvisation. Because what I would say, most improvisers, I would think, think I have to get good enough mm -hmm. so that then I can have fun. Yeah, perfection is the 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 biggest damper on anybody's progress. If you're trying to be perfect before anything, forget it. That'll last forever. You'll never be perfect. If you just oh, throw it up there and you learn as you go and have fun, you get there so much faster. And you're having fun. Right. I've never, because I, I was someone who actually, I was trying so hard for literally probably 25 years, right? Before I really started letting myself have fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I had fun uh, right. if it was a good show. If it wasn't a good show, I was miserable. Yeah, me too, uh, me too. So it, it was as much pain as it was joy, but I was like, that's okay, that's the price, that's the highs and the lows. Mm -hmm. But I like the idea, especially now that I'm in a place where I'm like, no, I can just have fun doing this. I don't have to worry about, yeah. uh, how, how, about how good it winds up. Um, the idea that, you know, start with fun. Just start with a simple thing like, you know, have fun. Make sure it's always fun. Because the thing is, the same thinking applies to the lessons there. Yeah. So you, you can have fun learning it, or you can make yourself miserable learning it. Yeah. You might as well have fun. Uh, it'll probably keep you engaged longer. Yeah, and it'll get there faster. I always have like the shower review the next morning after a show, where I'm like, if it was a, if it was in the beginning, especially if it was a bad show, it was a bad shower. You know, I was like, no, I missed that move, and I could have said that, and it was so easy. What was wrong with me? He laid it right out in front of me, and I walked right through it, like. And then if it's a good show, it's like, la, 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 la. I'm just watching and enjoying myself, you know. <coughs> but, I mean, it really is the up and down. And I feel like I, le I learn the most really in that shower recap because I'm thinking of all the different ways. And then it sort of becomes part of the next show, right? Even if it's nothing the same reference. But, like, those moves, those ideas get in your mind. It's like a practice run. Yeah, I, I try and keep it simple nowadays as far as like, because every show there's something you could have done better. Yeah, of course. No show you, you, you can't look back on and think that. I try and make it like, okay, move a little faster. Or, okay, you know, slow it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Give myself a simple thing to go for next week. Uh, and of course, there's the, oh, this circle was possible or this callback would have fit perfectly. Uh, and I try not to let those drive me insane. <laughs> but I think of them. Yeah. Just because I think it's good mental exercise. Exactly. Uh, because if you take the time to think of them afterward, that's working the part of your brain that was supposed to tell you that during the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and hopefully it will next week. Yeah. Um, yeah, my best practice is in the shower, I think. That's why my most focused practice when I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I could have been like this, if this. Because, Sherry, we, we don't have a form. You know, we are very much just, I would call our form whimsy. We're just in the moment. And we don't, we don't um, rehearse or anything like that. And how long has that been running now? Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. That's great. Uh, what else do you think, sorry to put you on the spot like this, uh, but I have, such, I have such a great respect for uh, what you do in your other work. What else do you think from that lends itself to the analysis or pursuit of improv? For naming? Yeah. Yeah, well, naming is all about seeing the other person. Like, the let's say I'm naming a car, right? I named um, the Honda Ridgeline, the truck, for, you know, like, blue-collar, 
dudes or even maybe white collar dudes or mostly blue collar dudes who want to like throw shit in the back of their truck and like go up the mountain get muddy and they don't care and they you know they're real outdoorsmen the ridge line right and that's not me i'm not that dude really right but what i did was i loved him enough to think of what would validate his existence what would make him feel loved and seen and good in the world which is what we're all looking for right basically all we're ever doing is looking to be loved and validated and seen and feel good about our and place that's absolutely in the world. part of what you're doing when you're trying to play a character yeah and when the other person is there if I just focus on them and see them and love them whether they're playing you know someone I would hate in my real self or someone I would love in my real self or someone I never even met like a crab or something I can really see into their heart because I'm practiced at that for my own for my own work for naming, seeing them deeply enough to see their perspective. That's got to give you a great sense of empathy for everyone you play because you have to you have to understand them to be able to name their shit. Yeah. What's some of the other stuff you've named? <laughs> I named um, Flips Pretzels for Nestle. Um, you like those? You're addicted, right? <laughs> I've had people like take videos of me saying, this is the chick who names the thing we eat every Friday night when we're high. I know you named the Baconator, right? I named the Wendy's Baconator. <laughs> um, <laughs> A lot of fast food people in the house tonight. Yeah! <laughs> I mean, Simple Pleasures <coughs> for Hershey's and Capital One Venture Card and um, things like that. Yeah, lots of big, bigger brands. You know, it's about seeing some someone so well that the competition has no chance against you, you know? Here's something I want to bring up. Even though I, I think I brought this up in way too many podcasts, but I would like your take on it just because I, I think it's an interesting notion. And again, it's <coughs> Mick Napier. Who I sh- you should pay me for the amount of times I'm, I mention him. Because uh, there's so much money flowing into his pocket <laughs> because like of this it. podcast. Uh, no, but, I mean, he was talking, he was saying something that I found very interesting. And, and it was about how we as improvisers, even someone like myself, we tend to, to look at improv like it's not really a product. I mean, mm-hmm. we know it's a product because we do it on stage, but it's not, it's not like a TV show or it's not mm-hmm. like a product that really has monetary value mm-hmm. in a sense. Uh, and he was saying, for that to change, like for, the, for, for that to change in the world, in our community, we need to change our way of looking at it. We need to start looking at it like, no, this is a product. Yeah. This is something that we can absolutely sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was an interesting, because I hadn't thought of it like that. That's what I did with Cherry. 100%. I looked at the audience and what they loved, what they needed. I looked at the theater and what the theater needed in order to, you know, survive, and I plugged in the cherry program as a product. Right. Because those met the, that was the bridge that met those needs. Like the theater really just cared about how many people were in the seats. They did not really care if it was the best show or the worst show. Right. They cared if you could consistently pack the house. Right. And the people who were going, the shows that were getting the most butts in the seats were things where audience was participating in some way, like a cage match challenge where people were bringing their friends or someone might get brought up on stage. So I just put my team in the middle of those two seat getters (laughs) and that was the product. I thought of it as a product and when I cast it, I just cast the best people that were sitting next to me. So you know the age old question for long form improvisation 
is how, how does it make the bridge from the stage to being filmed, basically, mm-hmm. television. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, how so do, how do you monetize what it? Is it? Well, right now, what is, what's the answer? <laughs> there's many ways, I think. But the one of the biggest ones, I think, is um, using it in a multitude of careers. I mean, I use improv in my my career so much, and it makes me money, for sure. Right. They have no idea that I'm yes-anding them in a pitch meeting. They right. don't know that game. And I'm playing that game like lightning, and they just feel like they've met the best person ever that totally gets them, and it's contributing, right. and loves all their ideas, you know, and can laugh with, and they, you know, they, they stay with me forever, because, you know, who doesn't want to be around somebody that says yes and all the time? Right. And the and can steer right into a sale. You know, yes, and by that, you know, it's pretty easy to do. Right, but that's how improv is useful in other businesses. Yes, yeah. So how would you do it? Well, I mean, you're how doing do you it with a the long theater. form show yeah. on, ta- on, on TV television. only. Television. On television. Or a movie. I think it'll take some time. I mean, I think that we got the short form ones going right now. Right, right. like who's lying? Who's lying? Anyway, Ooh. I think it's like, I think audiences have to see it like we saw it when we were students you know we kind of didn't know first time students we didn't really know how awesome it was until we started in on it and then the awesomeness bloomed and kept getting deeper and deeper and it never ends that's the beauty of a great art form like improv my appreciation for it will will never end because the amount that it can grow and the greatness will never end. So I think audiences need a little bit of time. I think we all need a little bit of time for that to happen. I don't know that if you did it right now, it would uh, translate. I think it's happening. I think we should figure it out right now. I think we yeah, well, I mean, I think the short form is happening. Reality TV is happening. Those blurred lines are happening. So here's it's on here, its way. Here, I'm just spitballing. Yeah. Because that's that's your wheelhouse. Let's do it. Right? Uh, <coughs> Pitch me. So. The idea, I think, that makes short form so successful on mm-hmm. television is that basically someone explains the game, Yeah. they play the game, yeah. uh, and then they're done. And then someone explains another game, and they play a new game, and they're done. Now, how do we present? Basically, to me, the next step will be like, all right, let's, let's make it, instead of just one scene, let's make it two scenes. Mm-hmm. Let's introduce long form in increments. So that it's not like, oh, and here's a half hour piece with a bunch of crazy fucking callbacks uh, where Heather winds up mind fucking an elephant. Um, <laughs> just for an example. Just for an example. But um, did you think, I mean, I thought Seinfeld was like a herald. Yeah, but nah, the thing is, a herald <laughs> yeah. could say, well, for, to, to for me, the I, listeners, I, there's steam coming out of my ideas. Yeah, right well, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard that for years. And basically, yeah. if, if, if you look at herald that, Loosely, then fucking everything's a herald. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare was a herald. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, it's like I don't because then it's basically and it's yes, not improvised. Well, look, is, I, I'm I'm sure that Seinfeld was unaware of Harold when he mm-hmm. when they were doing Seinfeld. Uh, so it's not like everything comes from Harold. Harold is just basically meant like there, there's a rule of threes in comedy. It was mm-hmm. l- long predates long form in, in, in improvisation. Um, so you know Seinfeld could be seen as like a herald in the sense that it had generally the storylines had three beats and they yeah, crossed like, at the end the game, yeah. uh, I, I think it was fair to say that a herald is kind of like Seinfeld yeah uh, except not generally not done as well uh, 
But I'm talking about if we, if we introduced it in, 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 in small spurts as opposed to, here's the whole thing. Yeah. Right? If we could, like, what's the next? It's like, it's like, it's if like. The, maybe if the series of the show, um, it got bigger. You know, like, it started with short form and, like, after a few episodes, it went to, you know, two scenes and then it went to one circle. And then by the end of that season, it was a long form. Maybe that might work, something like that. So That's like the audience is being educated throughout the season or it could be over multiple seasons. Like that could be the first season could be short form. The second season could be, you know, well, one loop. The, thir the third season could be two, the fourth, three. You know. And here's something you'd be more in tune with than I am because be I've thought about this before. It's like the one of the ways to get the audience, you know, if you did it in this quasi reality TV show sort of way, because part of what you would need is mm -hmm. to get the audience to give a shit about the players because if they care about the players yeah. then, then they're going to be more more in you know on edge watching yeah. them improvise like whose line is it anyway there's stakes there to watch them are but, they going to fail are they going to win uh, you know? yeah uh so how do we you know present the players in a way that makes the audience care more mm -hmm. uh you know i the way i why i took um, improv in the first place was because I had a reality show deal about my job and I actually have it again right now so I thought oh gosh you know I better take improv if I'm going to be on a reality show I don't know what the hell I'm not an actress and then I got addicted to improv because Mike Bertrando's crazy um, charity thing but um, I, I, I pitched it to the producers and I explained that the second act needed like some improv, like I needed to like go into this this entrepreneur's lifestyle. Like let's say I was naming something for NASCAR, I was like I should be driving a NAS, you know, driving a car for NASCAR, and maybe trying out the flame retardant materials, stuff like that. And they were like maybe I don't know, you know. So then I sat them down and showed them the cerebral aspect of my job, like just um, interviewing people. And then suddenly they're like, yeah, yeah, in the second act, we should have some sort of like right. improvised thing where we throw you into a situation. And if you fail, even better than if you, you know, are good right. at it, right? Like, let, let's see you try to hit a target with the bullseye or test Kevlar or something, you know? So I think that it's about like the education of also Hollywood, that, that the value of improv, increasing the audience participation with watching what they're seeing. You know, like everyone is commenting on all the YouTube stuff, right? That's participation. It's participation. Right. And if we were watching improv in a long form and there were stakes, right? Like for my show, I'm trying to name things, right? And if I'm terrible at it, even better than if I'm great at it. They're throwing me in the fire. There's, there's some stakes there, some improv stakes. Well, that's why I make the idea of like doing a live improv show just because if a show is live, then there's a stake there. Because yeah. It, it, they could fail right mm -hmm. now. There's no... That is, I think that's one of the, you know, improv live is so different from it being taped because of that, because there is, you know, you don't know what's going to happen mm -hmm. uh, and, and they might fail uh, or actually they will fail. It's just a, how much will they fail yeah, this yeah. time? Uh, wow. Fascinating stuff. Failure is fun. What? Failure is fun. Well, it, it's built into improv. It's, yeah. it's, it's the greatest teacher. Uh, and it's one of the, the brilliant freedoms in improv, the yeah. freedom to fail. Uh, all right, I'm gonna throw it out to you guys. Any questions for Canon? I would mm -hmm. I would ask him yeah. if you got him. <laughs> yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Sure. Um, can you break down like? Because I'm thinking about it also as an actor. 
loving, you know, like loving the product or loving the character, loving the, like what, you know, what kind of questions are you asking yourself? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, for one thing, I, the first thing I have to do is admit how I feel right off the bat. So uh, if someone comes out as like a bigot or something like that, I have to acknowledge the fact that I kind of want to hit them a little bit, you know, or I have some sort of feeling like that. And then I go into maybe what they're teaching me or what they're giving me so that I can love them for that. So if it's like something negative, I do the thing where I think failure is great, right? That the mentality of thinking failure is great is seeing like everything that's ever happened to me great in my life is born out of a failure. Like there's something terrible behind everything great. And I don't get it from, with just the whatever kind of stuff, right? It's, it's the up and the downswing. So if someone comes at me in a negative way, I appreciate the gift of that down, right? And then I can come back up for it. If they come at me in a positive way, obviously it's going to be much easier to love them, but I might pick up on a certain thing and emphasize what I love about them or why I love them. Like it could be, um, it could be something very physical, like the soft way in which they're speaking. It could be yes anding, uh, like an idea that they put forward. And it also could be like, needling them a little bit so that they get to be even brighter at what they're doing right so there's a lot of choices and it doesn't mean like you have to be in the moment thinking of all these different choices and picking the best one as soon as you see one choice just trust in that and and do that also I think if you come from loving the moment whatever it is you're gonna have so much more fun than if you're trying to fight the moment and get it back to what you thought the moment should have been, right? So if someone comes back, comes out and they throw you a curveball, which happens, what, 99% of the time. Um, if you just love that curveball and practice loving the curveball, it just gets easier and easier to do. I remember when I first started, I, I mean, people would call me like a bleeding optimist, like crazy optimistic. But when I first started improv, I was like, holy cow, I say no all the time. Like I had no idea how much no but is our default. Right. And then I, I saw it just permeate every aspect of my life. Like everything got better. Like relationships got better. Friendships got better. Sex got better. Cooking got better. Like everything got better. Um, so it gets better with practice, that, that whole yes and thing. Yes and is basically, I love you, right? I mean, in its basic form, mm -hmm. saying, yeah, I love you, I love this moment, I love what's happening. It's interesting, I was thinking about, when you talk about if someone come on stage and say that they're a bigot, right? If they, if, I'm, I'm thinking on stage, you're thinking in a, in a meeting, whatever. Um, oh, I'm thinking on stage. Oh, on stage, no, <laughs> but, but to me, I'll, as far <laughs> as like finding a level of empathy for anyone, a thing I go back to, I'm not sure, I don't think I've said this, mm -hmm. uh, is that no one is born that way. Yeah. Right? No child is born a bigot. Uh, so if I want to feel empathy for the person who is, I look at what, must, what is most likely the tragedy yeah. of their upbringing, mm -hmm. uh, the tragedy of, you know, be it their family or the culture that surrounds them, mm -hmm. uh, and how, you know, because it's one of the few calming or reassuring thoughts to me as far as the planet mm -hmm. are that no child yeah no child is born a terrorist no right. child is born with extreme beliefs they're taught them by idiots mm -hmm. uh, 
who so, were taught by idiots. Who were taught by idiots, you know, for, yeah. for, for millennia. Yeah. Uh, and all you need to do to know that is spend a couple minutes with a child. Yeah. There's, there's no hate in them. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just to go a little bit further in your question about breaking it down, in naming, you know, I ask questions like, um, what are the values and ethics of your brand? So like I would be looking at this character in improv and I'd be thinking, what are their values and ethics? Or I might be asking, what is their limiting belief? Like like the bigot, right, example. What is their limiting belief? And what belief can I give them to get over that, right? What positive belief system can I get, give them to get over that? So th in that way, I'm showing them love and I'm seeing the world through their eyes and, you know, sometimes I have to forgive them. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's an awesome way to see the world. Let's play that game. Right? It can be either way. All right. Anything else? Questions? Um, when you started Cherry, uh, were you guys all friends beforehand? Or were you class? Um, this, that's a good question. That's, this, this was a big learning uh, experience for me. Um, so as students, I'll share it with you. I had uh, several friends in the class. I would say almost all of them I was good friends with, except for the crazy people. <laughs> and I cast who I thought were the best improvisers. And I remained friends with all of um, the people, uh, pretty much, that I was friends with in level two, three, four, five. And later in life, I heard how much, how hurt they were that the, I didn't pick them. Um, I didn't realize that, you know, I just picked the most talented people because I was like, I want to be surrounded by the best because I'm terrified. And um, it caused some personal rifts because uh, Cherry was so successful and still is. So, you know, they feel like they really missed out on something. Now, most student teams, you know, they crash and burn so there, there wouldn't be this conversation, right. really. Um, but I did have some friends be tell me years later how hurt they were and how upset they were. So after that, I formed a few other teams based solely on friendship. And, I, and one is called Lola, and it's all women, and we're all very good friends, and we travel together. And we've been doing that for maybe four or five years. And I'd say they're e equally enjoyable, but in totally different ways. You know, um, Cherry is just like, we're just tearing that shit up. And Lola, we're just like loving it. We're going to New York together for the festivals. You know, we go out together and, you know, it's really friendship based. And Cherry is like, let's put on the right. best show and best time, <clears throat> you know, guests and all of that. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I would, I would, I, would I, I of course want to play with, you know, the best people. Although I also, you know, I would much rather do a show with a friend. Yeah. That, that, cause, you know, that, like, that trumps it. If I had, if I were to give advice on which to do, I would say do it with your friends. Um, it's really enjoyable, and you can all rise together. And it depends on what your real goal is. With Cherry, my goal was to break the system and just not have to deal with all that um, rigmarole. All the bullshit. Yeah, I was all the bullshit. With. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, I don't want them as a coach. What if I hate that coach? Like maybe I think they suck. Like I don't. Because want that's them. what you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just you take get it. that and you yeah. suck it up and you wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, you know, like just come up else. with some brilliant fucking idea. Yeah. Well, get in your box. Yeah, exactly. Oh. But then all my other ones were with friends, and it was so fun. Uh, so I would suggest you do that. Um, play with your friends and and get and 
you know, get better together, that that's the better way to go for sure. I absolutely agree. Yeah. That's great. Uh, all right. Well, how about me and Cannon do a set? Yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out for the set. <laughs> Stage clear. Uh, what's going to happen is me and Canada are going to do about 25 minutes of long form improvisation for you, and all we need to get us started is a suggestion or anything at all. Lake. What was that? Lake. 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 I love, 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 love the mountains. <laughs> I love, love. Sandwiches. <laughs> 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 
Boom, done. <laughs> 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 
loved it. No, no, Fantastic. No, no. I'm gonna write you, you up you, on Yelp. Get back in them. <laughs> get back in them. Two for the price of one. Huh? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, man. All right. Got a little morning drink or what? Oh, I've had more of more drink. Yeah, me too, me too, man. Me too, me too, me too, me too man. I started drinking 18 years ago. I like to. <laughs> yeah, that's dedication. You are. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna gun it. You're gonna, you're gonna gun it. I'm gonna gun the Whoa. boat. I'm gonna gun the boat. But you got about 30 feet of twine, <laughs> and then you're gonna get yanked off that fucking pier. All right. Well, that, that sounds like a cool boat. And you know what you do? Yeah. You go for it. Yeah. That's my lesson. That's today's lesson. Done. Love no, it. No, no, no. Back in the back in the case. I'll write you up on Yelp. Get back in the case. I did three for the price of one, man. What'd you drink this morning? I drank me some uh, rumble mints. <laughs> That's some good shit. I like to call it rumble schlamps. <laughs> Don't ever drink rumble mints again. <laughs> oh, I see. It's like that, huh? You kicking me out of the club already? You get, you get back in them skis and grab onto that that thing you hold on to when you water skate. <laughs> the rope with the pole, the handle at the end. Look. I'm gonna be up front with you. Yeah, yeah, do it. I found a pair of water skis. <laughs> Dude, I would totally do that shit. I found a pair of water skis and I opened up a school day. Fuck yeah. That's good shit. So, in, I want to see what happens. You're like an entrepreneur, man. That's fucking good thinking. I, I gotta get some thoughts, man. I, I, I won't know what happened when I got in this book. All right, dude, but I'm gonna be honest with you. What? I, I, I just, I got Monopoly money in my wallet. That's all I got. I don't even got any. any That's all right. Any, I'm going any... to put a camera on the back of the boat. Back of the boat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, YouTube I'm, it up. I'm going to make money. I'm going to make money. I'm going to fucking YouTube it up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're Partners. You owe me five hundred dollars. <laughs>
hard, super hard, super hard. Hey, that's your heart. You need, you need your heart. <laughs> Don't say your heart's stupid. Thanks, man. That's just really good advice. Looking out for you. Yeah. You're my best friend. You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Nobody talks to me like that. If I, get talks married, to if I get married, you're going to be there. Right by you. I'm getting married. You are. <laughs> Dude, that is fucking awesome. I need to borrow 500. <laughs> <laughs>
white trash before. You can get rid of the turkey and the tuna. Mm-hmm. They're, they're 86 then. Well, it just, it just, you didn't put anything else on it. It was just turkey and tuna. Well, you didn't mention like condiments or anything, so I just. Get out. I bought all the condiments. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't mention, I didn't, you know what a sandwich is? Well, I just have all the condiments in case you need them. Wait, you have all the condiments? All of them. Hot sauce, mild sauce, tomatillo. I have Are you um, literally going to list every single condiment? I have aioli. I have a, um, ketchup by French dressing. Every which single is really, condiment that exists. Which do you prefer? I, I want to hear them all. I want to hear okay. them all. <laughs> I have. Um, French dressing, which is really just ketchup and mayo, so I also have ketchup and mayo. All right, I'm good, because I don't like French dressing on my shit. Okay. I, I do like ketchup and mayo. Okay, I have Russian dressing, which is ketchup, mayo, and some celery. I, I do not like okay, Russian dressing. Okay, I also dressing. have Italian dressing. I do like dressing. ketchup, mayo, and celery. Italian dressing. <laughs> okay, French dressing. Um, I have celery, I have broccoli, I have snap peas, I have wait, romaine wait, lettuce, wait, wait, wait. No, lettuce, no, 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 snap peas. Lettuce. Snap peas is not a condiment. Okay, so, uh, snap peas are 86. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a pile of garbage for you to make a fort out of later. <laughs> you make a fort, like a garbage fort. So far, it's just, Edible a, fort. just a couple sandwiches and some snap peas. <laughs> It'll be a small fort. <laughs> well, we, we'll, we can work on it. Yeah, I'll, 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 I like I like that you like me liking those things that you like. <laughs> all right, look. Where? You, you don't have to do all this. <laughs> oh. I like you just the way you are. You don't, you don't have to do all this. You don't have to change for me. You don't have to buy every guy. That's a lot of fucking confidence. Skier out there, it's amazing. Wow. That's good. Yeah. 
don't always talk like a lark. You just sometimes do, it seems. Do you want to know why? Yeah, I want to know. It's a strange thing. I want to know why. That's how I express love. <laughs> so. Oh, so whenever you're feeling love, you, you talk like that? Yeah. Now I'm just feeling fear because it's the third date. Everybody knows about the third date. You never what? I said I, I, I can't express it now because I'm I feel fear because we're on the third date and everybody knows about the third date. No, what's what's what's, 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 what's going on? Just that's when it gets real, real. <laughs> you know, you get caught or you you keep going. Everybody knows. Third date's the deadline. It's the the judgment call. Shit, now I'm, now I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, you should be. You both should be, right? Oh, we're stuck on the top of this Ferris wheel. Yeah. We should be doing fun stuff. I don't want to get cut. Yeah. <laughs> 
maybe they just haven't found a song in their heart. Maybe I can give them mine. You shouldn't do that around <laughs> I don't know what worked on you. Yeah, that's because I was craving. Horny? No, I, I used the wrong word again. Oh. <laughs> I was craving for, I was craving love because the way I was raised by hate. Your, your your love song filled a, a hole that was built in me by them. I'm being totally and completely and 100% all the way, all in, all, 110, yin and yang, <laughs> night and day, day and night, admitting everything honest. If I'm doing that. All right. That was a big setup for that. that was, <laughs> I'm scared shitless about what you're about to say. Well, you know, you should be. We're, you know, we're figuring it out. Hey, 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 hey. Fuck. <laughs> um, your mundane sort of bleh, attitude about disliking things sometimes and really quite just stupid things that everybody likes, like sandwiches and convenient and shit. That really filled a huge void in my heart. <laughs> because, you know, my parents are like, Whoa, do you think I'm passionate? Holy cow. <laughs> you know, my mom is like the most passionate person you will ever meet. <laughs> All right, well, that, 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 that wound up good. I'm, I'm, Glad that my banality completes you. It does. The more banal, the better. I don't want to live on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of do. You want to live on a, on a with you round and wheel. round, round and round we go, round and round and round we go. When we'll stop, no one knows. This time, this time, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I see you. <laughs> Holy cow, just jumped that whole thing out there. Did you see that? Man, I gotta try water skiing. <laughs> ah, here we go. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dick Cole. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. <laughs> Farewell, arrivederci, merci. Yeah, thanks for opening up the gate for me. <laughs> Dumb duck. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha